0: It's been a hard day's Brexit, and I've been working to reconcile some notion of EU subsidiarity within the Schengen area in the light of a second backstop. If he was alive today, these are the lyrics John Lennon would doubtless be singing. He'd look out across the supposedly United Kingdom, and hear raised voices on the pier. Furious debate at the clinic. Remain' and Mum waves the Treaty of Rome at Brexiteer Daughter. But what of free movement, sobs the centrist toddler. I'm solo travel expert Mike Prowse, and I want to take the heat out of the Brexit debate by toning down the rhetoric surrounding Britain's deadly gamble. And as this episode comes from Liverpool, I'll also be talking about the Beatles. If you're confused by terms like transition period, the Norway model and regulatory alignment, then this podcast will go right over your head. Seriously, stop listening now. If you're still with me, I don't think it's too controversial to say that we all hate the EU. Sitting there in their fur-lined offices spouting directives... Measuring everything from the width of pies to the length of penises. And when it comes to Brexit, I'm not saying that I have all the answers, but I do have seven. And you're about to hear some of them. Maybe five, or fewer, but not all seven, due to time constraints. And you'll also hear these Mike Prowse Euro Fact Checks. EURO FACT CHECK Critics of EU bureaucracy love to drag up an old myth about the curvature of bananas. If you hear someone going on about EU Regulation 1335, the so-called banana directive, tell them, with confidence, they're talking rubbish. Specifications surrounding bananas are set out in EU Regulation 1333, not five, and I'm happy to clear that one up. Euro fact checked. Liverpool is one of the few English provincial cities to vote Remain. It's a city where the phrase, all right mate, isn't just an instruction to copulate, it's also a greeting. And friendly as it is, rock up here in your leave tabard and your anti-EU cape, you will not be welcomed. And during my research here, I was surprised to learn that two-thirds of Liverpool's tourism income is generated by the Beatles, even though there are only two of them, and they don't visit that often. The music of John, Paul, George and Ringo has been adopted by both sides of the EU debate. The farming community has taken up the song If I Needed Someone as a rallying cry for cheap seasonal labour, And it's worth noting that WAGs in the Home Office affectionately call their photographic database of successful visa applicants the White Album. For the record, in the run-up to the 2016 referendum, Paul McCartney acknowledged that Brexit was an important choice affecting global security and the future of Britain. But he didn't vote because he was busy. Ringo refused to be drawn on Brexit, playing his cards close to his chest. He hedged his bets and said, Brexit is a great idea. People should just get on with it. (laughs) And it's interesting that using Google's DeepMind supercomputer and recently recovered DNA, scientists in Birkenhead have been able to predict precisely which way John Lennon and George Harrison would have voted in the EU referendum. The results will remain under lock and key for 20 years at the request of the Harrison and Lennon estates. But let's face it, it's leave. Euro fact check. The free movement of people originally had nothing to do with letting people work wherever they want. Free movement was about the right of EU citizens to enjoy erotic dance. In 1979, German commissioner Hans Ziebler called for the people of Europe to... Shake that old thing. Let's really move and make that ass work. It was, however, mistranslated by the Daily Express to read... Shake up the old order. Let's reward movement and treat it as work. But the mistranslation deeply moved Ziebler, who immediately began campaigning for frictionless pan-European employment rights. Overnight, he abandoned the calls for sexually provocative dance moves which had dominated the first half of his career. Euro fact checked. I'm just outside Liverpool's famous Irish centre and you can't talk about Brexit without mentioning the Irish border. It's a common mistake for an English journalist to blunder in on the border question and pay scant regard to the intricacies of Irish politics and history. After the Times' leader writer Tim Crossman's poorly received article about the border recently, the Fermanagh Express responded with the one-word headline... Bally kiss arsehole. That's why I feel that in trying to sum up Brexit and the Troubles, the fewer words I use, the less likely I am to make a mistake. So here goes. Religion. United Kingdom. Republic of Ireland. Northern Ireland. Some form of customs checkpoint necessary, but maybe not. Thank you, and I hope that helps. I've made this word selection available to Theresa May and posted it on Reddit. And of course, the prospect of a hard border has resulted in the creation of a backstop in our deal with the EU, one which has left Levers feeling cheated. I've recreated how a conversation between these leavers and the Irish might go. You've spoiled our Brexit. But we didn't do anything different. We wanted to do a Brexit. But we're in the EU. We didn't change anything. So we didn't spoil your Brexit. You bloody did. You'll notice there that I haven't done the accent. The fact is, many Brexiteers have different sounding voices. If you spend any time here in Liverpool, it's impossible not to consider another acrimonious exit. Beatles fans have long believed that the drummer Pete Best was sacked by the band just as they began their journey to the top. But recently uncovered correspondence shows that in fact it was Pete Best who left the Beatles. Hoping to take back control of his musical career, the West Derby based percussionist achieved Best Zit in mid 1962 before embarking upon a lengthy legal battle against the other Beatles. He argued that he should retain indefinite access to the group's musical recordings, lyrical content, and fishing territories. The rest of the band argued that if Best was seen to enjoy equal benefits outside the Beatles then other members could soon join him in jumping ship. Eventually a deal was reached under which Pete pledged to align his regulatory standards with those of the Beatles while retaining a hard border around Ringo Starr. Following this resolution Pete Best re-entered the music world with a new venture Pete Best and the Pete Best Band, an ensemble of musicians all named Pete Best. But one of the Petes founded a rival Pete Best and the Pete Best Band. The dispute was resolved when Best renamed his combo Pete Best and the Best Pete Best Band. This led to John Lennon's famous observation, Pete Best isn't even the best Pete Best in Pete Best and the Best Pete Best Band. fact check. Britain's Secret Intelligence Service has an illustrious history, apart from one blip where for decades it was largely run by Russian spies. But after the Cambridge spy scandal, MI6 was ready to knuckle down and spend the 1980s grossly overstating the military prowess of the Soviet Union. But where does Brexit leave the Secret Intelligence Service? I've got no idea, because despite three emails and a link to an online survey which took me almost an hour to make, the head of MI6 has failed to respond to my correspondence in any way. My fourth email asked how on earth we can combat Islamic radicalisation at home and protect our cyber security if spymasters like him can't be asked to answer an email. Thank you, however, to the MI6 press officer, who did respond, pointing out that as domestic terrorism threats, both of these issues come under the remit of MI5, not MI6, and that I was, and I quote, basically moaning to Argos about Sainsbury's. Euro fact-checked. So how has Britain's diplomatic team done in the build-up to Brexit? Despite some positive headlines, we've been roundly trounced by the seemingly tireless EU negotiator Michel Barnier. But I can reveal the -the round-the-clock negotiating energy of the man who has run rings around our team is an EU trick. He is, in fact, the middle of three negotiators working in shifts. They are codenamed Michel Barney, Michel Barnier and Michel Barnieste. And the well-rested triplets from La Tranche, France, have stitched us up good style. This Beatles Brexit special is drawing to a close now. Maybe the UK can learn from the Fab Four that separation doesn't have to mean years of rancour and public name-calling. So why not end with the Beatles classic of unwanted separation, She's Leaving Home. Wednesday morning I hope remainers might take some solace from the fact that manufacturing forecasts for the next 3 years suggest that it will soon be highly unlikely that the lever in this song will ever actually meet a man from the motor trade and in the interests of balance brexiteers may your wish be granted that the UK can draw inspiration from the Beatles relationship with Liverpool and leave as quickly as possible she 12. 12. Hoping to take back control of his musical <laughs> If give you my 12 foresight.